Episode six of the Chinese Basketball Podcast. I am Jay, and that is Chris. Hey, I'm and Chris Strand. Is that actually how he sounds? Uh, today we're going to talk about shit we didn't talk about on the first five episodes. Uh, that's the explanation you're going to get until we decide to actually talk about it. And I always wanted to say like, let's segue into, but then when I think of like segues, I don't want to say no. it. Like, I how mean, come that's uh, the same word? Segu? You mean the word segu? Segu? Segu. Segu-a? Segu. Would you, would you ride a Segway scooter to Woodland Hills? I recently found out that Terrence, ter- not, I almost said Terry Crews. I meant Terrence Howard. I mixed up two different guys. That doesn't sound good. <laughs> Terry <laughs> Howard. Terrence Howard lives in Woodland Hills. So, for those Dude, of you Terrence out there. Terrence Crews kind of sounds like a, like a, um, like a boxer from like Dominican Republic, I guess it could be Dominican Republic. Terrence, oh, like C R U Z, yeah, that Cruz. kind of Z. Um, if you guys are Terrence Howard stalkers listening to this right now, I just recently found out he lives in Woodland Hills. So sorry, Terrence Howard, but I mean, should we actually just rob Terrence Howard? No, try to. We'd fail probably, but. <laughs> I wonder if there's a guy named Rob Howard that we could just introduce to Terrence Howard. No, here t- Rob Howard is his security guard who's not related to him, but still works for him. So is Ron Howard related to them? Ron Howard um, wishes he was related to Terrence Howard because he actually dated Terrence Howard's mom for a long time, and that's why he has the last name Howard. Terrence Howard's last name really is Son Sleeky. So, that was actually his birth name by the man who left him when he was five years old. Where was he left? In Memphis. With his uh, stereo? With 3-6 Mafia. Did you see the fight they got into with Bone Thugs and Harmony on stage the other day? No, wait, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What happened? They're, you know that shitty show, like, Versus or whatever? Yeah. They got into, like, a fight on stage with, like, Juicy J or whoever the fuck his name is. It's Juicy I, J. I can't believe I even know this. Like, they got into a fight with, uh, like, Crazy Bone or Busy Bone pushed one of them. That's... Miserable. That's I mean, how old are they I mean, everybody everybody who's listening can fact check this shit. It's fucking ridiculous, dude. These guys... Yeah, these guys are, like, 50-year-old rappers. (laughs) And they're, like, rapping in triplets, like... You know what I mean? Like, and, like... (laughs) Three-six mafia. And then, like, like, sipping out the scissor and all that shit, and it's, like... You know, however old they are. They probably way, got way more money than I do, but that's okay. I spent a lot of money on taking Ken out. Speaking of Terrence Howard, I think I want to create my own show. It's kind of like win Ben Stein's money, but instead it's lose Terrence Howard's stereo. And Sing, me, <laughs> sing me the theme song. One, two, one, two, three, and... It's time. To lose Terrence Howard stereo. Time to lose Terrence Howard stereo. Oh, Time uh-uh. to lose Terrence, Terrence Howard, Howard stereo. stereo. Time to lose Terrence Howard stereo. All right, there we are. So, all the game consists of is 
trying to break into every single house in Woodland Hills, but this this show is backed by a lot of money. So there's money for lawyers and, and all that, and it's all covered. So each episode is trying to sneak into, break into as many houses in Woodland Hills as possible to find Terrence Howard's house. And whoever finds the stereo first in Terrence Howard's house successfully wins. So I think you'd take have, that Ben Stein. I think you'd have to have like, you know, like the soundtrack of like a movie he wasn't in, but like, you know, uh, like another actor from what's that big show he was on? Oh, uh, fuck. Is it Empire? Empire, yeah. Or just any other actor from that show, just put him on. <laughs> yeah. Instead. Stealing from <laughs> actors that were on Empire. Yeah, just, just. No, but st- just call our show Empire. Empire. Creating an empire of stealing from Empire actors. <laughs> That's so <laughs> shitty. But we start out with just steal um, yeah. or lose hysteria. No, the pilot, yeah, the pilot season would be like lose Terrence Howard's that would be like the first well, ever episode yeah, like the, the gold is, mine for the real fans you have to successfully lose his stereo too though if you just steal it you don't win whoever loses it success like that's why it's called lose Terrence Howard's stereo yeah maybe a better pilot idea would be like yeah lo- th- we do one season where it's lose Terrence Howard's stereo and then like you know uh, he comes on and he hosts and whoever's stereo gets taken next they become the you know the host the following season. That would be really good. Yeah. I like that idea. Like if Terrence Howard, can you imagine his stereo got lost and then he found finally found it and became the host? <laughs> it's like he reached enlightenment. Then whoever actually successfully lost it from season one would be banned from the show and erased from the show's history and lose their money and then the runner-up from the previous season would, would get the winning prize. What is the prize of lose Terrence Howard's stereo, Chris? Probably like Bitcoin, like, like one whole Bitcoin asterisk. It's like the show ends up airing when Bitcoin has dropped substantially to like three thousand dollars. So you could argue that maybe someone's getting in at the ground floor, but not likely at that point if it gets that low. Terrence Howard seems like the kind of guy that if he ever got fired from Empire, he'd start he'd start like a mini offshoot just starring himself called Dynasty. That's so shitty, dude. You know who I think also <clears throat> lives in Woodland Hills? Kyle Rittenhouse. Okay, thank you, Mr. Edgy. The Terry Crews. I think Terry Crews fled to Woodland Hills after he was roped. Can you imagine if Terry Crews and Kyle Rittenhouse were together? Imagine if they started a podcast together. (laughs) That'd be, like, really fucking miserable, too. Maybe there'd be world peace if that happened. They just called the podcast Zebra. Or at least America Peace. Can you imagine they just called the podcast Zebra? That would be fucking... Just go one white, one black. Yeah. That's so shitty. No, but they do it like, you know the zebra crossing on the Abbey Road album cover? So it would just be like, it would be Kyle Rittenhouse and Terry Crews and then on another. But every time they would have to have one white guest and one black guest and then they would stand on a zebra crossing Abbey Road style on the cover of each episode. And it would be like black, white, black, white on the zebra crossing. I lost train of thought. So I was I was thinking that Terry Crews, when he got groped at that Hollywood party by a producer or something, he was so traumatized that he had to move to Woodland Hills from Hollywood Hills, 
and it was there that he like started taking ayahuasca because he uh, started going to the mall and this guy recommended <laughs> thanks for the percussion chris <laughs> i recommended that he take it it was actually the straight guy who worked at sephora that terry cruz was uh, at sephora and i don't know why i had to clarify he was straight but chris is like swaying like an autistic four-year-old with severe autism i'm not i'm not talking he's that's not a voice that somebody that would make that sounds like a foghorn I mean, Chris is acting like he has just been high for the first time, and he's like 14. Chicken cordeline. So, I'm going to give... Talk. The floor is yours. I'm going to give Chris... Give... <laughs> I'm going to give Chris his first place. Chris, or... Oh, that's not... <clears throat> this is, uh, I'm going to give Chris somebody, and he's, and gonna he's going to tell me... He's going to tell wait, me about wait, the, time the time they hung out together. Who hung out together? Tell me about the time you were at a barbecue in Cheviot Hills and the drummer of the Blue Man Group in Toronto was there and you struck up an hour-long conversation in the hallway at that house. There's a picture of a Bruce Springsteen ticket, like, you know, whatever, attached to the wall and our mutual friend's place and this guy was actually in costume that's how i knew he was in the blue man group i mean you you never know otherwise and i told him i was like hey i I recognize you and he uh he like leaned into me and he goes yeah who wouldn't and then leaned back and i like looked at him kind of weird because it was fucking bizarre i thought i didn't expect him to have a shitty attitude and he goes you know i'm sorry i just really fucking need a cigarette man wearing these prosthetic bald things and shit it's really getting to me. And so we went outside. I don't smoke. I found Wait, a so he had a regular head of hair? Underneath, he was wearing all the blue shit. Oh, he, oh so it was actually in blue when you saw him. Absolutely. He was, a, it was a blue Thanksgiving. So like, it was like fucking van, like Picasso themed or something? It was a blue Thanksgiving. Okay. Do you know what that means? No. Neither do I. So Chris is not good at improv. Um, <laughs> That's what I got for a blue, everybody. A blue Thanksgiving is invite as many people from the Blue Man Group over as you can to your house. And only a few people can afford this in the world because the Blue Man Group, each member pays a 100 grand for a Thanksgiving entertainment or for just for any dinner appearance. Um, That's right. So it's about like nine of them would cost you I'd say ten of them obviously is a million. So Jay grew up near this neighborhood, so he got he got privately invited to this when he yeah, was a exactly. kid. Yeah, exactly. In fact, they used to. This is the real PizzaGate. They used to touch like the inside of his legs, like by his knee, when he was young at these parties. The Blue Man Group guys did. He was touched by, by the, uh, that 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 point he referred to them as the Turquoise Group because they would give him money, and blue and green together makes turquoise. Thanks for the color theory, Chris. Did you like that? I do like a good color theory explanation. Do you like the pepperoni that's small and circular, or do you like the long ones that lay out flat? Say that again? Do you like the pepperonis that are small and circular, to, like, cup up the oil well? Yeah, yeah. Or do you like, like, the kinds that are lay long and lay flat? 
Or what about the ones that are just chopped up into little cubes? Those are bad. That's not an option. I like the ones that are that are cupped up and collect grease. Yeah, and like only the outer edge gets tight. Yeah. And like, like, uh, Crispy. Like, yeah, yeah. And they're almost like, they're pretty dry. And they're just swimming, they're just oil, like a little whirlpool of, of oil in there, or grease or whatever. Yeah, yeah. The Blue Man Group reminds me of those pepperoni. The Scoopy pepperoni? The Scoopy pepperoni. <laughs> I don't know why. But anyway, so we were outside, we were talking about, we were talking about like, I was asking him a lot of questions while we were smoking a cigarette. And, uh... One I did the, the hallway. No, we went outside. I was. We saw the picture of the Bruce Springsteen ticket. Oh. And then he was like, he, he, you know, he was being rude to me, and I, he said sorry, and he really needed a cigarette. He was probably tired from touring, so I got him a cigarette. And we're outside, and like you know, in the in the air is like the smell of mesquite and charcoal and shit. And all of a sudden, he's like, he hears like this weird percussion that comes over like the the loudspeaker, and he started like kind of like sliding away from me. And he jumped into like one of those gray recycling bins and just like floated away. <laughs> gray? You mean the blue ones? Yeah, like the blue ones. The Why blue did he go into a gray one? Why? Well, do you know? No, not the, not the blue ones. They're like gray for like the, the natural waste. Those are green. The green, green ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he jumped into are the you green colorblind, one. Chris? Well, I don't know. I couldn't see because he was. So blue. he goes in the compost. It's basically the compost. Yeah, and, and I figured, like, I, 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 as I saw him, like, just kind of float away, I thought I was hallucinating. And then, like, God, you know, like a loud voice over the, like, just over the sky, he goes, it's okay, I'll disintegrate. Whoa. That actually just sounds like a weird dream. No, it was real. Is that the barbecue? It happened over Cheviot Hills. You can look it up on the internet. It's called the Cheviot Hills Blue Man Disappearance. That's pretty nuts. He probably floated back down to Earth. He had actually just dug a hole under the under the the compost bin all the way. And just usurps back there? Yeah, it's just with like Toronto where he lives. With Drake? I bet they both have nice dicks. I'm sure the blue man probably actually has a nicer dick than Drake. Drake won our previous nice dick competition. Honestly, I think in order to be a member of the blue man group, you have to have a really big dick and nice dick too. Blue dick? Only the one who's the leader, like the most. That's like, the that's like, the captain symbol. Yeah, <laughs> that's being a captain in the Blue Man Group. You have to permanently, completely tattoo your dick blue, <laughs> the same hue as permanent. paint. Yeah, permanent. And you're always in paint. The other ones go to Venice Beach to like do it to look like it, but then they get in a group and they're like, "Show me your dick tattoo," and they like. The, the guy who's a leader, like, rubs the other one's paint off the, off their dicks, you know what I mean? <laughs> they go, like, like, play around. <laughs> yeah, it's like, and they're like, and it's like, imposter! You know what I mean? I mean, there's also probably a rule that if, if they actually did get it tattooed and they're not, a, they're not the leader, they will just get their dick cut off. And then completely shamed and excommunicated from the blue man group. The greater blue man group. So... Do you think they'll change to the gray man group when they're retired? I'm sure some of them already have. But you think gray and blue are the same color, so... What about that song by Eiffel 65 that I'm blue? I used to, as a kid, I used to think that that was related to the blue man group. When I found out that they didn't sing that, I got really disappointed. That would have been blue man group's biggest hit. I think I wanted to see the blue man group live because I thought they were going to sing that song. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine, like, 
<laughs> them singing that dressed up blue. Like, it'd be fucking <laughs> what too prob- much, dude. They've probably done that somewhere. It's fried. It's I'm like, sure they've done that somewhere. That was my moment to be happy and never got to experience it. There's, so. like, some 80s crackhead who died. Who, like, used to see that shit in the... Like, see it in his mind. Like, seeing it happening in the future. In, like, Dominguez Hills on the corner. So do you think I he had telepathy with me when I was a little kid? Because I had that thought, too. We were thinking of the same thought bubble. Yeah. You guys actually might be each other. We're just, like, split souls? Yeah. We're twin souls? That'd we, be crazy, man. We need, like, a Native American whistle right there. Would I feel at peace if I met him? Yeah. Like, I'd finally feel like I've met my... My better half. That crackhead. Got that Billy Eilish record. Some people are really turned off by the sounds of Come people get. chewing and eating. Come get the Billy Eilish record ASMR. Oh yeah. The way Chris chews is completely Vinayas, repulsive. Vinayas, big harmonies and big ASMR noise. You wanna share some of these? Right now. So Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's, if you're listening. I'm probably have heartburn later. Spicy mochi rice nuggets. These are about a month old and they still taste good. We'll taste test these on air. You tell me. I'm gonna give them a six. Give them a six? I'll give them a six. Chew in there and get that Billy Eilish record. Give them the Billy Eilish record in there. Billy Eilish. Eilish record. To me that's like like a five point five. What about the noise that it makes when you touch it? That is so mediocre, man. What what do you rate this on? So what what bags make the best sound? What bags make the best sounds when you touch them when you're getting snacks? That's a big that's a big noise. You've talked about ASMR. What bag of chips has the best bag sound when you're reaching for a chip? I think about this. Do you know what I mean? Probably. So like, let me give you an example right now. You want to try another bag? Oh, we're gonna grab a couple bags right now. Alright, I'm gonna hold tight. I'll find a bag. Jay's gonna do new 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 grab three. So we got two bags. Grab one more. Grab one more. Big one. I hope we don't get caught. Be right infringement. Okay, so I'll introduce the bags. Alright. So first we got the the coconut cashews bag. What are they covered in? I don't know. Read the back. Doesn't look very good. We've married two favorite tropical flavors to come up with a Trader Joe's treat. That we bet you just won't be able to stop eating. Alright, give him the sound. And reach in. Oh yeah, this is the official test is the reach in. I'm gonna try one of these. No. So, no, it's about the sound when you reach in. No, I know, I listened to that too. I'm gonna try one more time. It was very it was very sheath. It's kinda like putting on a medieval like a medieval glove or this something like that. This first one has a better opening sound. Well, the food though. Let's read the it's food too. It's because it's heavier in there. The no. food, you know why it makes a worse opening sound? Is because the food in there is heavier. Feel this. Feel the weight of that and feel the weight of this. Let me see. Highly dense. 
Yeah, see, your sound is way better. That opening sound. Do we switch? Well, also, this is made from a different material. We switch things. These are different materials, though. Yeah, that's a better. That's what I'm saying. It's a better opening material. So the the mochi rice nuggets, I would rate for the opening sound. These coconut cashews are kind of bomb. Yeah, those are way better. But bag wise, the spicy mochi rice nuggets, I would give the bag opening, honestly. Maybe an 8.5. Give them another sample of the bag opening. It's about an 8.5. It's a good bag opening. It's loud. It feels really good to touch the crispy. bag. Yeah, it feels fucking smooth. That's like a representative of the Blue Man Group. It feels smooth. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of like touching their, their head or their butt. Yeah. So It's coconut cashew. What's inside is probably like overall. Yeah, what do you rate the contents of it? It's good. But listen to this weak ass sound. Yeah, I mean, it's also Sorry, a lot more stiff. It's way more stiff. All right, so clearly, round one winner of bag opening sound, which is probably just the most important thing you're going to do in your life, is the sound, the way bags sound when you open them. You know, what that, about the food? So how, so you rated the mochi nuggets five point, or 6. I rated them 5.5. What about the bag sound, thing? Opening sound 8.5, taste 6 for the mic. Okay, so that's the consensus. And then this... The what, taste, how do you even, what do you call these again? Coconut cashews? Taste six five. Okay. Six six five. Opening sound three. I will give the taste honestly like a six point seven, which is kind of oh, weird. Let's, okay, let's say let's say six point seven. Yeah. The, 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 the opening sound is the opening Trader Joe's do better with the opening sound on what are these coconut cashews? There's fourteen ounces in here. I mean, granted, the, the spicy mochi nuggets weigh six point three five ounces, so we're talking about a much greater weight. But this is a garbage ass opening sound. You guys gotta get it better. The aesthetic is terrible. People want some fucking ASMR here. Call Billy Eilish and get it better. Okay, so we got the last one. So this is the wild card player. We got the unopened. I can't eat this. So we're just gonna open this and we're not gonna actually eat one. We're just gonna take one out. Yeah, yeah. It's also not ours, I'm assuming it's This shit looks creepy, actually. The guy in the back looks fucking horrific. Is Who is the, this guy? Is that, that's not Wolfgang Puck. That is Godiva Execu Executive Chef Ferry Moret. Why'd they put him on here? I don't know. Cause, you think anybody eating Godiva gives a fuck what he looks like? Because he's probably French or Swiss. Yeah, but do you think anybody gives a fuck what he looks like? Wait, is do Godiva, you give a fuck is what Godiva he looks like? Swiss? Yeah, I don't know where Godiva comes. It's probably Swiss. So okay, open that up and have one. So this is me. This is a unsticking. debut opening. So no, this is more paper based. It's a chocolate package. Chocolate package. More paper. Godiva. Less more plastic. paper, less plastic. Okay, so this is. Yeah, all right. Let's actually read what this is actually called. So it's. Chocolate lava cake dessert truffles from so Godiva. So I'm gonna open it one more time while Jay's trying it because he has to open the other thing. So don't open that yet. Okay. This is the opening sound. I can't participate. Review the opening sound. Because he's vegan. Okay. That's the opening sound. So this is the actually this doesn't really count, but just for for Jay's, uh, posterity. Uh, what are you opening? The wrapper. Oh, okay. Is there two wrappers or is that now the chocolate? It's just the chocolate now. Okay, so there's this weird foil wrapper. It kind of looks like dog, the dog treat. Yeah, the chocolate is... The, the chocolate. The chocolate? <laughs> the jo I said chocolate. R wrinkle that up so people can hear where that came from. It's like this foil shit that comes on the Werther's candies or whatever. But same with uh, the Lindor truffles. It's similar to that. They're more similar to that. That's a better call. So this chocolate looks like it is melted and then congealed again. All right, so let's give it the opening call after he eats it. 
I don't like the liquid in there. All right, let's let's so so, so opening pretty sound. bunk. It's pretty bunk. Oh, opening sound. Right, and then the foil a little bit. Right, cool. These smell weird. These are probably old. I might get sick. When does it expire? It expires October 2021. Eh, it's two months. It's candy. These are two months old. Well, they're not, they're a lot more than two months old. It expired two months ago. Right, right. But chocolate is not the worst thing. Okay, so we're not going to compare that to another bag. We're that was, that was that. a bonus round. That was just that. That bag was shitty. That Godiva. I know your focus isn't bag openings, but the the snack and the bag on that. I should give it a rating. We don't even need to rate it. No. Was that? I'll only make a point about it. It was honestly. So hold on, we're gonna reduce the scale because that wasn't even capable of ever getting a ten. Godiva, you fucked up. Out of five, what are you gonna give that shit? I'm gonna give that a two out of five. Two out of five. And the reason being, what was the opening sound first? The opening sound was garbage. Yeah, the opening sound was like a four. All right, that's being generous. But I want to make it clear though, is that the the candy itself was just very disappointing. Flavor wise, it was probably better than the mochi. But disappointing chocolate, super disappointing. I had really high expectations, so it was fucking. It. What did I give it out of out of five? It was fucking two out of five. Two. So out of ten, you put the five and five together. It got a six out of ten in total. That's a D. Godiva, you get a D. Godiva, you fucked up. These chocolate lava cake dessert truffles are shit. They're shit. They're shit. Are we yucking someone's young? No, they're shit. They're shit. And then we got the last one. Yeah. This is a really well, weird. This, so this is this one was is, is technically different. This is so Karina rebagged these rosemary crackers. And wrote rosemary on the bag so we don't fuck up. So we're going to hear what this Ziploc... I don't even know if it's Ziploc. Sorry, Ziploc, if this bag's like inferior to technology and you have like Th- patent this, this looks like a fancy bag. It's probably Ziploc. Might be like Ziploc. A new Ziploc bag. Really like 3M. Might be, I don't think 3M makes... So let's, let's hear. We're gonna, I'm actually going to do this for you. This is like a little bonus noise. You got this shit in here. Listen to this. That's a good one. Wow. What a fucking unbelievable... Alright. I can't grab the, the one. The food itself makes the best ASMR. Alright, here we are. Try one too. Now, let me start off by saying... Jay, don't try one. These are stale. These can <laughs> okay. be tossed in the garbage. So there's, they're like a one. These are less than a one. They can't be a zero because there's probably something a lot worse. Well... These are less than a one. They're not a zero. Though. They're probably like a point. A point what? These aren't very good. What are they? A point what? Out of um, like a point thirty-three. They taste like you know the crackers you used to get that weren't the saltines that you would get at like Cocos that were long and white. No. They they were it had like an M on it or some shit. No. They were light. There were light brown ones, and then there were ones that were white with black pepper on them. I think I know what you're talking about. You got them at Coco's. You could get them at like, those taste like stale those. That's awful. Oh, they're awful. Don't even try one. Throw them in the trash. Wait, let's, let's talk about the bag sound. The bag sound might be the winner. I don't think so though. This might be the winner. Let's get this out. We're gonna compare. Okay, let's do a final, a final comparison. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the spicy nuggets. Alright, so this is the the rebagging of a stale ass shit. <laughs> the stale rosemary crackers, Chris. That's me rubbing them to get both sides of it together. Okay. Alright. Now I'm gonna do the final test with Now this is the final fucking test. This is the one right here. This is the Hakeem Olajuwon of bag openings. This is the the Cassius play of bag openings. Yeah, the last one was the dark one. This horse. is the this is this is the this is the Michael Phelps of bag openings. This is the Jackie Robinson of bag right, openings. Chris, shut up for a second. I mean, dude, listen to that shit. Listen to how. Listen to that shit. Reach in. Let me get a reach. Are you gonna grab a mediocre treat again? No. Listen to this fucking. Listen to that reach in there. Get that echo in there, and maybe I'll find Billie Eilish in the bag. Sounds like you kidnapped her. She might. I mean, those, that's a winner. Okay, yeah, I, I, I'm going to have to say with a bullet for the bag sound, the mochi rice nuggets are the clear winner. And honestly, these are <clears throat> a terrible selection of foods. Terrible all. selection. Chris only has foods that he hasn't eaten months ago in his apartment. So the chocolate, the coconut cover, a candied with walnuts. Or I don't like, know what it was. The coconut. This, this, is, this is clearly cashews. Cashews. Other than the stale things, the thing you had. What are these? The the chocolate lava cake dessert truffles. Yeah. My goodness. These Food wise, are, though, the cashews. These went. smell horrible. Let me see what they actually smell like, because I only tasted them. It smells like old cocoa powder. That's kind of what it tasted like. Ugh. Kind of tasted like really. Remember when cheap you were a kid chocolate? and you would open up like the Swiss Miss and just pour that shit in your mouth? Yeah. Yeah, that was good. But then that when you get older, you ever try it? Doesn't hold up. Yeah, because your taste buds are just like, no. It's like the cinnamon challenge with cocoa powder. You cough, no, end up coughing. like it Not as bad. As the cinnamon challenge is a lot worse. Because you can actually like cut yourself on cinnamon, I think, because it's so sharp and woody. So, okay, so the... Um, so Jay at, uh, Jay at one point in his life, um, he was doing, you know, like the dramatic theater roles. And he had gone to Brooklyn... And uh, he came back, and there was a spot right by where he grew up. He grew up in Culver City, like on the Culver City break. Like Palms, Culver City, West L.A., that whole area. Robertson. And um, right there is a spot that's no longer there, R.I.P. It's Rallies. And at the, in, in this theater performance, he was working with uh, Steve Carell. And uh, Jay, I want you to tell him about when you took Steve to the drive through Rallies. Yeah, so Steve and I were actually just leaving a press conference that day, and we had shared a really weird moment in the Uber ride to the rallies where we were sitting next to each other, and his phone fell out of his pockets because he had this really loose pocket, and I reached it. I reached for it to give it to him, but he reached for it at the same time, so our hands touched each other. And we both just looked at each other in the eyes and it wasn't a feeling of like, oh, this is weird or, oh, like, it wasn't like either like, you know, like we had like a, some kind of like weird romantic or sexual connection or something. It was really just like, wow, like it was like a weird cosmic understanding moment of like, 
acknowledging someone else's existence. It was beautiful. We didn't we didn't speak about it then. We just kind of looked at each other for a prolonged amount of time. Had you already obtained food and drink? No, no. So we were actually this was on the way to the rally. So once we get to the rallies, you know, we get out and we kind of change the subject. We start talking about basketball and um, like Wait, you, the, the so Peabody you Awards. A, do you drive through or go in? So. The Uber did go into the drive-through, but what actually happened was um, he, was, he was getting over. he was getting another ride, and he didn't want to, to deal with waiting for us in the drive-through, so he ditched us and we ordered at the because they actually have a walk-up, they have a walk-up uh, you can stand go, like, there too. You can walk, eat the counter and shit. Yeah, so we went we went to the walk-up. There's no actual counter; you just eat like outside on these. Used to, there used to be like, like these stand-up benches, benches, yeah. And we didn't talk about it. Like, we were just, you know, talking everything from basketball to the Peabody Awards. And then um, once we got our food, we were looking at, there's a billboard. There's a lot of billboards on Venice Boulevard. And we looked up and there was a billboard of the movie Year One with Jack Black and Michael Sarah, which I never saw. But apparently Steve Carell had some kind of hand in that. He, like, punched up the scripts and all that for the movie. Like, he was hired to punch up the scripts. But... They didn't end up using any of his jokes, so he was really bitter about that. And the movie ended up being a total bomb anyway. Um, but what what happened was is like I was like Steve, um, let's cut the bullshit. Let's stop. Let's fucking address the elephant in the room. And he like closed his eyes and took a really deep breath. He was like, okay. And he looked at me again, just as he had in the Uber. And I mean, we just. We just knew, and we just, like, I got across um, my side of the table and sat next to him, and we just embraced each other, and started, we both just started losing it, not from laughter, we were, we started crying, and it was honestly probably the most powerful while experience. Like, while well, you were we, eating we were like, I, I think... I'm a relatively slow eater, he's a very slow eater, so I'd eat, like, half my food, he had only had a couple of bites. What did he have in his mouth while he was crying and talking to you? Do you remember? He had like not much left. He had a little bit of like what's that sauce called? He had that um not secret sauce, but a like little, Chipotle he, sauce? No, he had like tartar sauce like like stuck in his like lips. So <laughs> I could kinda smell it when he hugged me, but it didn't make a difference because it just was a very beautiful moment and um Steve if you're listening I just thought we'd share that. I, I would share this with the world. Alrighty, that is fucking crazy. I uh, never imagined that uh, anybody would get to go with like, you know. It's weird when you think about going to a fast food restaurant with celebrities because everybody thinks till perpetuity like celebrities don't eat anything but like salad greens and fucking or just like high end seafood. Yeah, so like steak. Steve, what do you have? A bacon cheeseburger? No, he got like a weird fish fillet thing that was limited time. That's oh, why I said the tartar sauce. sauce. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's from. Is he from the East Coast? I always forget where he's actually from because I always think of him as being from Scranton, Pennsylvania, because of The Office. But um, I'm sure he's from the East Coast somewhere. Steve Carell, you're from the East Coast. <laughs> Yeah, you might be from Dallas, but no, you're from the East Coast. And it, for the record, you can call into this and give us a lot of, like, you know, lift with credibility, which we won't pay you for or anything, but it'll be tight for you to do and make you look cool. And you can, like, yeah, give us a lift and tell us how to correctly pronounce your name. Steve C- 
Carell. Steve Carell. Steve Carell. Steve Carell. Steve Carell. Yeah, it's Steve Carell. Steve. Steve. Steve it's not like Chloe. Carol. It's not like Steve Chloe Carole. Seven Year. Chloe Steve Seven Year. It's not like that. Steve Seven Year. No, Steve Carell is one of the easiest names to pronounce. Chris is just. I, he just doesn't know how to pronounce it. Maybe names. he's Chris Cornell's dad. That's not even spelled the same. Is he Black Hole Dad? Did he used to wear black a shirt? Dad, he used yeah. to wear a shirt that said Black Hole Dad. Black Hole Dad, won't you come? See me support Will and Anchor Man. Black Hole Dad. Yeah. That's so stupid. <laughs> okay. All right, Chris. I want you to tell me about the time you went skeet shooting in Louisiana. And initially, it was this kind of bayou, like, I don't know, like, southern kind of hit guy that, or Louisiana hit guy that said he was going to be your instructor. Like, that was the guy at the front desk. But who actually shows up when you're with the shotgun in uh, on the range is Aziz Ansari, weirdly. Yeah, yeah. He was wearing, <clears throat> he was wearing a master of none hoodie when he showed up, and uh, I didn't really believe it was him because I didn't think he would wear his own shit. And, you know, he told me that he owned a gun range, and I told him I was like, ah, oh, you know, I did recognize you, but I didn't want to assume because I didn't know you would be as ostentatious as to wear your own clothing. And he's like, you know, I own, I own all my own guns. I don't know why I wouldn't wear my own clothing. <laughs> and his attitude was totally different than he's ever purported on screen or in any interviews or anything. He's not soft. He's actually extremely tense and on edge. He has cameras everywhere. So, like, what what ended up happening when you were shooting the guns? But I didn't expect him to behave like that. He was, he was extremely uncomfortable and, like, on edge all you know the whole time. Like I said, there's cameras everywhere, so you couldn't like you couldn't even make jokes and like point the gun at somebody and shit. Like you couldn't do anything. <laughs> okay, thanks, Chris. Mm-hmm. That was a great story. Mm-hmm. All right, thanks, Chris, for that very salvageable material. I mean, dude, it's just insight. Okay, so without further ado, Chris is gonna stop going off the rails and not hitting the spots. So. <laughs> I think he's well okay so what's the next one chris so the final one is um and this is actually my favorite one just because it's a, it's near the neighborhood jay and i both grew up in and we both been here i had a birthday party here but As, yeah but jay was driving he was doing uh what was it called that you do doordash doordash jay was doing doordash um but jay uh had to pee while he was doing doordash and he stopped in culver city and uh, I want you to tell everybody because I don't want to take anything away. Just take it. You could take it from there. So who's in the stall next to you? So yeah, I was. I had to pee. I, you know, after a few orders or after however many orders, you got to pee. You know, you got to find a place. And most places are willing to let you pee if you're picking up from there. So um, as soon as I get in, like a wave of nostalgia. I went there for a couple of birthday parties when I was in preschool. Shout out to Temple of Kiba on Sepulveda. Um, so I have a lot of nostalgia attached with that Shakey's. But, you know, I couldn't I couldn't soak that in. I had to just get business done. So I went to the toilet and I was peeing and then I hear the door sort of flap. It was one of those like double sided bathroom doors. It flaps and you know, I you know I can sense a guy's coming and he he goes to like two urinals next to mine and he chooses the little urinal. So like there's two 
adult urinals and then to the left there's a like the far left it's a children's urinal he chose the children's urinal and i i looked over this kind of peripheral vision and it was um it was not sean connery it was not daniel craig he was not ildris Id, i said ildris it was not Id, idris elba that's it. i said ildris elba that's when he's sick <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> or he's nas album so um, it was P- Pierce Brosnan of GoldenEye N64 fame. And it's funny he, how they never made a movie for that. Like it was only a video game. I think that's the best James Bond thing, period. Yeah, they, 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 they ought to make a movie for that someday. They probably should in- bring Pierce Brosnan back as James Bond. Yeah, they, they, I mean, it's weird that he was never in any movies. He was only the James Bond character in GoldenEye. Exactly. So I saw it, and he still had a very, very lustrous full healthy mane of salt and pepper and he looked fucking great on his pubes or his head i didn't look there yet Mm. i didn't see that yet so i just saw his head and i didn't say anything but he looks at me and he's like gotta love shaky i can't do i mean he's like i'm trying to is that his accent? I don't know. It just sounds like, like him. Like he's a gotta love shaky. I can't fucking do it. I don't remember what he sounds shakies. like. Gotta I love shakies. I mean, yeah, he's like, you gotta love shakies. Gotta and love I was like, And I was like, yeah, man, I've been, I've been coming to this shaky since I was three years old. And he said, oh, really? Like, was that in the 90s? And I said, you look about 29 years old. And I was like, yeah. And he said, oh, I was at your preschool friend's birthday party. And he started acting out like what we were doing as kids, but he didn't pull his pants back up, so his dick was just hanging out. <laughs> and he just like starts acting out like all the kids that were at that birthday party, what in they were mind, saying to in each your other. Mind was like the dun 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 that gold knight theme playing. Exactly, yeah. And he's like dripping on his pants and stuff. Like his his pee was just dripping on his pants. It was horrible. And then I and I looked at him and I was like, you know what? Like that's really weird. But this. This is like the second time something weird has happened to me at a urinal. And I remembered when I lived I lived in Korea for a year. And I used to visit my friends who lived in a different pro- province in Korea. And I would take the bus there. And we would stop at these rest stops. And unlike rest stops in the U.S., which are filled with glory holes and like like uh, uh, truck pit truck stop lizards. And just all sorts of like weird behavior and meth and shit. The truck stops or the... Just the rest stops in Korea are nice. They've like been renovated. They're always clean. You can get like a decent meal there. It's just really nice and safe. It feels. There's or so cotton it seems. swabs. You could probably buy cotton swabs there because it's Korea. So I was in the urinals, and there's two ro- long rows of urinal urinals there, and above each row of urinals, there's a like long mirror where you could see your head, mm-hmm. and you could also see the urinals behind you, and. I was the only one in the bathroom, and then this well-dressed Korean man in his 50s or even 60s, can't tell, um, had, he had like a turtleneck and then a blazer over that, like well-groomed, looking pretty sophisticated, but he looked up at the mirror and like started staring at me. And I wasn't even looking at him, but I just saw him that he was staring at me. And he moved over, kind of like Pierce Brosnan did, without even like pulling his pants back up. He just directly walked over to my row and went to the urinal next to mine and started peeing and looking over at me. I don't know if pee was even coming out of his penis. And he looked at me and he had this like really like 
his eyes got really this is not this is not racial his eyes got really squinty and he started smiling and he was like Anyang haseo which for you you don't know that means hello in Korean and I got really uncomfortable no shit and he started like trying to look at my dick and I think he was like trying to have some sort of relations with me there so I immediately held in the rest of my pee pulled up my pants without zipping them up or putting the or or uh looping the belt I went to the stalls to finish peeing and when I got out I don't know if he was there but I fucking booked it back to the bus and thankfully he wasn't on my bus and Pierce Brosnan um kind of just listened intently and then um he asked me if I wanted him to sign anything and I told him uh, just to sign my receipt that I got from Starbucks earlier and he signed my Starbucks receipt and I sold it on eBay for about $12. You think that was all it was worth? You think they could have gotten like 14, 16 bucks? I compared other signed receipts by similar tier actors mm-hmm. and was a similar tier actor like can you name one? Who'd you compare him to? Um at, at this point, at this point probably Cuba Gooding Jr. So, I looked up the value of a Cuba Gooding because I couldn't find any signed receipts from Pierce Brosnan, but mm-hmm. I, or even any other Bond actors. But I saw one from Cuba Gooding Jr. I also saw one from like Johnny Depp, and then I saw one from Lucy Liu, and I'm like, oh, that's not the same kind of actor. You you should have checked out Justin Long. Um, that and the, do you think they're in the same? I don't know. Just he's fallen off Earth. He's kind of been in a few things recently. I thought. I don't know. But Pierce Brosnan is like semi-falling off Earth. Was he in The Parent Trap? I'm not sure. He was in a weird movie with Greg Kinnear. Yeah, I think I remember that actually, but I don't remember what it was. I can't remember what it was called. Um, I think I saw it with my mom in theaters. That was like a mother-son like... No, it was like a rated R like kind of ridiculous movie. It wasn't a rom-com? Greg Kinnear is completely ridiculous. That's so weird that they were in a movie together. Anyway, so, um, yeah, so I only got 12 bucks for a Pierce Brosnan signed receipt. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I would pay 12 bucks for a Pierce Brosnan receipt. Where would you put it? Would you frame it? I mean, you know, what I could do maybe is, like, turn it into permanent toilet paper and just accumulate, like, all my wipes on it and then wash it and then accumulate all my wipes on it and wash it. All right, Chris's iCloud thing just came up, so we got to finish the episode. No, we don't. That's fine. That was just a warning about something that comes up because I have a virus on my computer. Thanks for listening. Thanks for.